This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. Today, we're going to be doing an episode all on gifting for the runner in your life, whether that is you or someone close to you. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to be sitting down and recording. And quite frankly, I can't believe that I have never thought of this episode topic as an idea and I can't claim that I thought of it. It was definitely Gabriel. Um, but I think that this is such a great topic, especially to share on a running podcast, especially during this time of year, if you are shopping for someone, whether it's yourself or a loved one, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friend, whoever the runner is in your life. I think that after a few years of distance running now, I do have some specific gear that I would definitely recommend. And I wish that this could be in a video format and maybe I'll just have to do a video format because otherwise I would obviously want to like visually show you. But for now, I will include links to everything that I discuss in the show notes of the episode. A number of these will probably be available on my Amazon storefront, so I will have that linked. But within Amazon storefront, I just have it all sort of like categorized. So you'll find like a winter running category, which is going to obviously be sort of the theme because we are in winter. But before we get into the episode, let's of course start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, so I'm going to start with my high for the week. Today, the day that I'm recording this, I saw the most epic sunrise and it honestly brought me to tears because I just love London so much and just like really kind of assessing and sort of, I guess, realizing like how grateful I am to be where I am in life. And like, you know, when I think back to like always wanting to live in London and be here, living here, working here is a dream come true, like every day and it's something that I sort of you know it's like one of those things that you forget for a while for a while that like that was something that you were dreaming of and wishing for for such a long time and I think I'm also just like really happy with where I'm at just like in a lot of realms of life like not everything's perfect as you know none of us are perfect but I think I can definitely say that a lot of things are going really well and I forget to 
reflect on that and I forget to sort of like express gratitude towards that so like kind of like having the sky be on like literal fire this morning like it was so beautiful and it was just a really beautiful lovely morning and I also had some really positive news from the physio so I went in with a knee niggle so if you listen to my recent episode around dealing with like niggles and injuries I shared that I have recently in the past few weeks been dealing with a knee niggle we went in we did some osteo knee tests and everything came back essentially negative like there is no injury present which is super great that was definitely something that I was nervous about I'd be lying if I said I wasn't and it's something that is really hard to sort of like define the line with and I shared a video the other day sort of highlighting you know not only like should we stop normalizing other people online other runners online just like openly sharing on like their stravas about running through injuries and running through pain but I at the same time I sort of called myself out to say like I was doing the same and like I really shouldn't have been and like it led to an even bigger injury so like this is why you shouldn't do it I feel like today was a perfect example of really practicing being a more smarter and sensible runner and I'm really proud of myself for that because sometimes it's not easy to do that and like I don't know sometimes it comes down to like the little things of like you just like don't want to make that appointment and like travel and go and see your physio and pay for it like all those things can be annoying but I think like at the end of the day if you really want to set yourself up for a successful next year of running you have to make sure that you have you know your body assessed and you make sure that you are actually healthy and fit to run and so I was really excited and happy to hear that sort of what it's come down to essentially is that the knee is just a little bit inflamed and if you guys remember I took a slip and fall like a week before Chicago Marathon and my physio was essentially saying that like my body must have responded to it like as a trauma and sort of like might have changed my form as a runner which is really interesting but for a while we've sort of known that my knee and specifically my left goes inwards when I run and so that also doesn't help so I'm definitely going to be focusing a lot more on strength the next few weeks I'm going to be working with brick programming for biomechanics of like running I think that that stuff is so interesting and so cool and I'm going to be sharing more on that on social media and the podcast and we're going to be deloading my mileage which I think is like right now is the perfect time to do that so I'm really excited to just like focus more on strength and just focus on making myself stronger letting myself chill out on the mileage before the new year and before we start properly training for London Marathon 2023 which by the way we're going to have my coach on the podcast to talk about sort of what we're doing different from training from Chicago this past year and what we're going to be doing differently for next year. So definitely stay tuned for that. My low for the week, I think, is that... You know, I think this time of year is definitely tough for many of us. And I think that I would be lying if I said that I haven't been struggling more than I, you know, have been. I think that I've definitely just been struggling because I definitely deal with seasonal depression. And I find that some days are really hard to sort of motivate myself. And I shared on social media last weekend that I've been reading this book called Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before by Dr. Julie Smith. And I would highly, highly recommend it like whether you want to gift it to yourself or gift it to your friend it's definitely one of the best self-care books that I've read as a far and I feel like it actually like gives you tools 
tools that are actually helpful and it's not just like a book that says like you know just feel better I feel like there are so many self-care books that I've read where I don't necessarily feel all that better walking away from it after I've read it whereas like this is actually tools that she gives to her patients in therapy and I find them so helpful so especially if you're someone who might struggle and might just struggle with like anxiety or a little bit of depression this time of year I think that this book does a really good job in giving you prompts to kind of like almost like have it's it feels like having someone like talk you through that and like kind of help have yourself pause and really think about like the feelings that you're feeling and really like sit in them to try and like figure out like sort of what led you to feel that way and like did it like push you to like have any urges did you act on those urges and then like how did that then affect you like how did you feel about that and it's so good and I feel like this is something that I have just been really leaning into as well as journaling and just practicing journaling more and I think that sort of goes hand in hand with like I want to practice like also gratitude journaling more I used to do that so much and I had like a very specific gratitude journal and I can't find it which is so sad because it was like one of those three-year long ones But I feel like there's a lot to be said about just like even saying three things that you're grateful for at the beginning and end of the day. And it's something that I definitely want to get into more, especially in the new year and especially with the new iOS, with the new like journaling app, if anyone is like into sort of more digital journaling. But I'm going to stop rambling on about journaling because (laughs) I, I think just for me personally as someone who does struggle with her mental health I think that like this book has done wonders journaling has done wonders and I would just highly recommend that if you are feeling that way this time of year you are not alone and I hope that you are all doing okay when you are listening to this episode but without further ado let's just jump right into the episode this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so let's talk running gear and how you can create gifts for the runners in your life. So we are going to be breaking this down and we have a criteria in terms of ranking and how I've come to kind of choose things for different categories of gear. So we're going to be, our criteria consists of number one, comfort and fit. How comfortable is the gear to wear during running? Number two, durability. The expected lifespan of the product and its ability to withstand regular use. Number three, price or value for money, whether the 
item offers good value for its price. Number four, functionality, how well the gear serves its intended purpose. Number five, style and design, the aesthetic appeal of the item. Obviously, some of us runners like to be aesthetic. Number six, technology and innovation, any advanced features or innovative aspects. Number seven, ease of use and maintenance, how easy is the gear to use and maintain. Number eight, brand reputation, the credibility and popularity of the brand. Number nine, customer reviews, what existing customers are saying about the product. And number 10, versatility, the ability to use the gear in various running conditions and environments. So that is going to be sort of how we are ranking the gear. Now, I feel like the obvious sort of first category to start with for gear is running shoes. And I feel like I see so often runners and like beginner runners who are just getting into running asking people for their kind of recommended running shoe and like whilst I am going to give you some shoes here I do want to say that if this is for you if you're trying to gift yourself a new pair of running shoes I would highly recommend that you go and get a gait analysis to make sure that you can actually have someone assess you and watch you while you run to see if you overpronate or underpronate and basically so that you can be fitted to the best shoe that's going to support you the best possible These are just some shoes that I'm going to be sharing that have worked for me that I have found to be actually comfortable in terms of like they actually fit me well. They're really comfortable. You know, they don't they aren't painful when I run in them. They don't sort of like start to be painful at any point in the run. They like I didn't have to physically break them in and like you should never I've heard this saying before but you actually should not have to like actually quote-unquote break in your running shoes I think that there's a misperception a misconception and a myth around like having to break in your running shoes but actually if they're the right running shoe for you you should be able to start running in them and they should be comfortable so first we are going to start with road running shoes and I have a couple and these this sort of category I'd say is more for like your easy run or long run basically anything that's not speed work but you just need something to kind of like be durable and like provide you with comfort and stability for your runs so if you've been following me on social media recently you know that I recently got my hands on the Adidas Supernova shoes which literally just came out two weeks ago they are so comfortable and it is actually such an interesting shoe and I got to go to Germany for the launch of them and I'm going to have some of the actual like product designers and the people who created the product themselves on the podcast in the new year. It's in the works. I'm really excited to be planning it. And I just completely geeked out at this presentation. I thought that it was so interesting. But essentially, this shoe was built from like 1300 surveys of female runners. And I know that I know that my listener audience is both female and male, but there is a higher percentage of females. And I feel like for the females, we have to appreciate that I that apparently females make up the larger percentage of your quote unquote everyday runners. So this shoe is meant to be catered to the everyday runner. And so when they asked 1300 women, what do you need in a shoe? It was like comfort, stability, you know, support. And so this shoe was built around that. And up until the beginning of this month and sort of just like the release of this shoe, Adidas as a brand actually didn't really have a comfort shoe or like an everyday shoe. They definitely had more of a focus on their race day shoe. You guys have 
probably seen me and many other athletes and elite athletes wear the Adios Pro 3s, which I will discuss. But this is just such a cool shoe and they're coming out with a whole line, which is really exciting. And we'll be able to talk about that more with these two guests from Adidas. So definitely stay tuned for that as well. But that's definitely my like top everyday shoe that I've been wearing at the moment that I definitely think that people need to be trying. The next two come from the brand Asics. And I know that Asics just came out with the Gel Nimbus 26 or they are going to be soon. And I have yet to try them, but I will be soon. But I personally really love the gel nimbus 25s if you've ever tried this shoe and if you are like specifically looking for something that is comfortable like this like literally if i could choose the most comfortable shoes that i've ever put on my feet it is 100 percent the asics gel nimbus 25s and i'm really excited to see what the 26s are like but essentially they not only are comfortable along the sole of the shoe but like around the heel sort of when you're slipping your foot into the shoe it's uh, it's kind of like a almost like a sock like material the way that it like really sits around your heel but in a comfortable way and it doesn't rub it doesn't like do any of that and the way that you put it on too it has a like sort of a thing at the back I think it's called a lip that you use to put your foot into the shoe but just everything about the shoe I completely fell in love with I have them in pink and they've definitely gotten super dirty but they come in a variety of many colors and they are just such a comfortable shoe I also got to go to the launch of that earlier this year in February and they were all about just the fact that like these are really comfortable shoes that you could drop an egg on what the sort of material of that you could essentially drop an egg on what the material is that's made of like the shoe and the egg wouldn't break so they have like a machine like specifically made for this which I found to be so cool but yeah I definitely say that these are like the most comfortable shoe to me personally and the last shoe that I'm going to say for this category is the Asics Gel Keanu 30s this is Asics first stability shoe and I have personally never worn stability shoes but I feel like with my my, with how injury prone I am and just how much I have been injured in the past year in the past few years whether it's running or playing sports growing up I feel like it's really important to have a stability shoe in your shoe rotation I feel like this really just helps you ensure safety and just stability throughout your run and as a runner I think that that also kind of gives me peace of mind because I know that some people might be reluctant to wear like the carbon plated shoes because they may not provide as much stability which is completely correct but I think that it's important that especially if you're just going for an easy run if you're going for a long run where you're not incorporating any kind of speed work something like a stability shoe could be really good just to kind of support you and keep you going for the entire run and just make sure that you are not harming yourself. Okay, so now we're going to talk about race day shoes. And I guess I kind of want to maybe re- term this section or this category of the running shoe category to be like speed shoes. So the first time that I put on a carbon plated shoe, I think it was like the car the Hoka Carbon X3s. And I before then I didn't really understand like how carbon plated shoes worked and I've tried a number of them by now and I have to say that I've kind of gotten it down to about three shoes and they're very specific whether I've got one for race day I've got one for the track and like shorter distances and then I've got one for sort of a longer tempo distance so for me as I said earlier the Adios Pro 3s from Adidas are my favorite race day shoe I wore them for Manchester Marathon for Chicago Marathon for literally every race this year I have worn the adios pro threes they are so comfortable 
to me and I know that not everyone will find this and I think that with carbon plated shoes you do have to like have you do have to give it a go and try them and I'm not going to name the brand but I have tried another brand where I went for a track session and I got the biggest blister on the bottom of my foot and unfortunately just like could not wear them could not return them they look really nice on my shelf but I yeah just have no use for them and so for me I think it's really important especially for if you're looking for a race day shoe if you've got upcoming races and 2024. I think it's really important to ensure that you find a race day shoe for you that is going to support you best and sort of really learn about like what you need in a race day shoe or like what your preferences are. And for me, something that I really love about the Adios Pro 3s is that they sort of like rock you forward and like the way that it's built along the bottom is quite cool too. And there was lots of really interesting and cool stuff as well that we spoke about in Germany when I was there last. So lots of interesting sort of technology that happens and goes into these race day shoes. But yeah, that's kind of my go-to race day shoe. I know that there are so many out in the market. So like I said, do go and like try out different brands, different shoes and see what works best for you. Next for like shorter distances, I have really been loving the Adi Takumi Sen 10s. So these are similar to the carbon plated shoe, but they actually don't have a carbon plate in them. They have carbon rods, I believe is like the terminology. So whilst they are a faster shoe, they don't have the same build along the bottom of the shoe. And instead it kind of gives you a little bit more stability, I would say. And it kind of grips your foot a little bit more and just like, I don't know, provides you a little bit more support in that way. And I specifically like to use these for shorter track distances or like if I were to go and race a 5k for example I would definitely go for these shoes but I just find that the carbon rods in the shoe are really interesting because the shoe itself doesn't feel like a carbon plated shoe but it still feels like a fast shoe if that makes sense. And then the last shoe in this category is the Essex Metaspeed Sky. And these I definitely like to lean towards for my longer tempo runs throughout the city because they also sort of have that rocking forward motion, but they provide a whole lot more like cushion and comfort versus the Pro 3s or the Sen 10s. So I think in terms of like what you're looking for in a shoe, like one sort of provides more cushion than the other. And so again, like it's just kind of up to you in terms of what you your preferences for whatever race you may be doing or whatever training you're doing. All right, so next section, we're going to talk apparel. So we're going to start with sports bras. So my top favorite sports bra that I have to tell you about is the Adidas. I forget what the actual name is, but I just call it the pocket bra. But you would have seen it in a number of my videos. Essentially, it has three pockets along the front to basically put your gels in during a race. I wore this for Chicago Marathon and honestly, Honestly, game changer because before I used to put all my gels in my shorts or in a little like band that went around my waist and I just felt like it was so much better on my body and like kind of less taxing if that makes sense to just have them in my bra and I didn't really feel any sort of a difference like it genuinely just felt like I don't know like and because it has three pockets that goes across the front it distributes it in a really good way but otherwise it 
is definitely like a big, huge, I'm a big, huge fan of that one. Another sports bra that I really love is the On Sports Bra. And again, I'm going to put links to these in the show notes of the episode, but it is a very comfortable bra. This was something that I got gifted and I was sort of trying the On brand for the first time. And I think that in terms of like sports bras, sometimes I find that sports bras can be quite tight and like really be a little bit uncomfortable. But this one I find just like slips on really easily, is really comfortable and adjustable. And I really enjoy it. I've seen a lot of people on social media wear them for race day so I will find the link for it and the name for it and put it in the show notes of the episode. Next we're going to talk about windbreakers and jackets. So for the most part I have really only tried the ones from Adidas and I'll try and link a few but essentially the ones that I wear are quite lightweight and I have been meaning to get like an actual waterproof jacket for a long time now but most of my jackets that I wear are sort of more fall into the category of windbreakers and when I'm looking for a windbreaker, I want something that's really lightweight, but will still make sure that I'm not getting any of that wind chill and sort of like capture the warmth in my body. So that's something that I really enjoy, but I'll find a couple of links and put them in the show notes below. Running leggings and shorts. So I feel like, okay, obviously if you follow me on social media, you would have known that I did an entire biker short series over the summer and it was so fun. I tried so many from different brands and my top favorite go-to are the Niker are the Nike Go Biker shorts. I love these and I still need to order them in like every color. And then I only just found out the other day that they also do Nike Go leggings. So essentially the same biker short, but as leggings. And something that I, this is very specific, but something that I recently really appreciate about these shorts is that it has a big pocket on the back, sort of in your lower back, just along the band. And it fits my, like my new phone is the 15 Pro Max and it fits that thing, that whole thing in there. And I found that I've had to sort of test it out with different leggings and shorts. And I, I have to say that these are the only like basically bottoms that don't sort of have my phone bouncing around and it really keeps it secure and I appreciate that so much because then I'm not like trying to like fix my pants while I'm running I'm not trying to like you know pull them up or anything and it's just so nice so I definitely need to go and order them in like every color because they're genuinely the best and then leggings I actually want to recommend because we're talking sort of in the winter category I got a pair of the sweaty Betty thermal leggings last year and I still wear them this year and like honestly to this day like if it is below 30 degrees Fahrenheit in London, essentially below zero in London degrees Celsius. I will wear these because they are so warm, but at the same time, they're pretty tight and they have a couple of pockets. And you guys know me, I love pockets. So I always gravitate towards things that give you pockets. So that was probably, that's probably one of my favorite leggings for like winter training specifically. And, and then lastly, we'll talk about moisture wicking tops, which I think is so important when it comes to like winter training and like how you decide to layer. So one that I wear quite a lot that I get some questions on is a top from Uniqlo. It is from their activewear line. And I'll, again, I'll find a link and put it in the show notes because something that I really love about it is it not only has thumb holes, but it has watch holes on both arms, which is great because I'm one of those psych 
psycho people that wears two watches but also it just means that you don't have to like pull your sleeve over your watch so I really love this and enjoy this and I will typically use this as like a base layer if it's say like 40 degrees 50 degrees and I might throw in like one more layer on top but I find that like it's a pretty thin layer but it's pretty good to have like as your base layer there's a couple of moisture wicking tops I'd say I've I have a couple of sort of like quarter zip moisture wicking tops from Nike so I'll put them in the show notes and then as well as part of the Adidas Supernova release they also launched a line of clothes and I'll have to add another bottom to the running shorts section but this sort of goes into like actual running shorts and not like biker shorts but they released these by these running shorts that not only have a like spandex material as a second layer under the actual like sort of more flowy shorts but the spandex actually has a pocket in them which is like game changer crazy um so I have definitely fallen in love with those and I need like more of those definitely but they also came out with a top just going back to the moisture wicking tops that is like a sort of turtleneck it's a turtleneck and a hoodie but the material within it when I was sitting in like this launch sort of like session at the h at hq they're talking about how the material itself is specifically meant for moisture wicking and so it's meant to give you like that feel of like wearing a hoodie because it's meant for like the colder weather but it's still going to be thinner but the material and the technology within it allows for it to sort of pull the moisture in and basically ensure that it keeps the warmth in and then puts the moisture out and just gets rid of that so that you don't have like a sort of like a soggy sweaty top after with some tops this does not do that and it's so great because like you finish a run and you're not like freezing cold if you have to like walk home or travel home so I definitely appreciate that but yeah I definitely say that there's something to be said about like how you layer when it comes to winter training and I know that everyone lives in different parts of the world but I'd say like a good base layer a good top layer and like some windbreakers as well don't necessarily have to fall into like the thinner category there's one from on that I've worn a couple of times that I'll also link in the show notes that is really good at keeping the wind out but also keeping like it's sort of like a puffer on like the chest part but the arms are sort of like a thinner material so it keeps your core warm all right we're gonna move on to accessories so starting with running socks I love the Adidas running socks that I've gotten in like over the year they are all I, I will say one thing is like with me I really enjoy running socks for the longest time I didn't wear like higher sort of like fall under your calf running socks because I used to be really insecure about my big calves and now I'm just like owning them so I'm loving the longer socks but my only gripe with it is that some socks fall when you're running so I've had this issue with some of the Lululemon socks even though I still love them for the gym I don't wear them for running anymore because of that reason and I've had some of that with like some other socks but I find with a lot of Adidas socks they just like hold up on your ankle and like your just like shin really really well and they will not fall throughout the run I'll link the pair that I wore for both um, Manchester and Chicago Marathon because those ones are like my go-to ones if I need them to like stay up if I'm doing like a super long run or a race but they're like my favorite ones where I just like I know that these will not fall down headbands and sweatbands I'd say that for me I'm going to talk specifically around head warmers and like ear warmers and for me if you guys know like and if you are the same whenever 
I go out running in the cold, my hands and my ears are the first to get cold. And so if it's, again, below 40 or 30, I'll always whack on a headband for my ears. I'll whack on a headband for my ears and my head and just to cover my ears. I have a couple of thin ones that are from Amazon that, again, are in the storefront link. And then I have a couple of thicker ones. One is from Adidas and then another one is from a company called Runner that I will also link in the show notes. But with gloves, I am still on the hunt for some warmer ones and I might just link the ones that I'm actually about to order from Montaigne because an issue that I do find with gloves is that like my hands do get sweaty as well. I'm just someone that has clammy hands and I sweat a lot as well, but hey, embrace it. And so I'm going to link some that I am actually going to be ordering. They're 30 pounds, which I feel like is really good because this brand is a very, very good brand for like outdoors. But I feel like my issue is that like I want warmer gloves, but I don't want like bulky big gloves. I need gloves like for running and obviously like with the little touch screen thing is always nice. And so I'll link those in the show notes, but I am going to get them soon. And I think that they're meant to be pretty good. Next, in terms of reflective gear for safety, there are a few things that I do wear for this specifically. So like with some of the headbands linked in the show notes in the, in my Amazon storefront link, there's one that's like a highlighter like reflective color so I will wear that. I have a couple of tops as well that are reflective and some windbreakers that are reflective so I'll try and link that and sort of like make a section of more like reflective gear but I know that there is a specific brand that I've seen other runners wear that I would say if you were specifically shopping for that I would recommend that. I think it's a little bit pricey but I mean they are honestly insanely reflective like I see these people from a mile away whether they're cycling or running and I definitely do want to get like I think it's their jacket that's like super reflective and I can't think of the brand name, but I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, super, super good and obviously really good for safety. And obviously like having a head torch is really good. I'll have that linked in the Amazon storefront as well. But then hydration packs and belts. So you guys know that I used to wear a hydration pack for running and I still will if it's like trail running or if I nudge, nudge, ever do an ultra, nudge, nudge. Um, definitely gonna happen next year, hopefully. And I have one from Amazon. I think it's still linked in my storefront. But in terms of belts, I like in the past year, I think at like the tail end of last year, I stumbled upon the Salomon belt and I fell in love with it because my issue with belts is that they like bounce around your waist and that doesn't feel great. But the Salomon belt is really, really good. And I will say Gabriel does have the Salomon hydration backpack and it is very comfortable and very nice. But I know that that one does sort of edge on the side of being more pricey. But if it's like something that you want in terms of like just having a better quality and you're willing to pay more for it, definitely go for it. All right. We're getting on to some of the other sections. So technology, number one, GPS running watches. I obviously, you guys know, I've been trialing a few different watches. So we started out with the Garmin earlier this year. I have the Garmin Forerunner 935. A lot of people ask that question whenever I post with it. It is meant for like triathlon. So if you're looking to do a triathlon, it has all the functionalities that you would need. And it was the watch that I used for my triathlon this year. I recently picked up the Apple Watch Ultra two which I've been loving and I have shared a little bit about that and I haven't done like a full watch review because I do want to like use all of my watches like a little bit more before I do like a big watch review but one of the main reasons that I wanted the Apple Watch Ultra 2 again was that I just missed the like compatibility between my phone and my watch and I just didn't like how notifications showed up on basically this sounds so stupid but like I am just one of those like Apple ecosystem people I just missed how it looked I missed it 
it and I was ready to have it back in my life. And I've actually found that with when it comes to like track running and actually just like running in races, like this watch was such a godsend for Chicago Marathon in terms of having it to lap. I know that other watches have lapping functions, but it was so good for that. And I find that in terms of just like keeping a pretty steady like GPS signal, like even running in London, I'll talk about my Koros in a second. But I find that like when I am at the moment, like wearing my Apple Watch Ultra 2 and my Koros Apex 2, the Koros struggles more with GPS versus the Apple Watch does a lot better. And obviously like I'm running the same route, I'm running the same pace, but for some reason the Koros will typically be sort of like all over the place. And then the Apple Watch is like pretty good. But at the same time, I have only just gotten and started using this Koros like a week ago. So I definitely am still learning about it, but I will say that the Koros and the Garmin have incredible battery life. The Apple Watch Ultra 2 is meant to as well, but like it doesn't sort of like it definitely doesn't compare to like the Garmin and the Koros in terms of like you could literally like leave the Garmin and just like not use it and you know leave it on a table like I have been for the past few days or week that I haven't been using it and the battery's at full it doesn't like decrease or anything and so yeah it's pretty cool but definitely do your own research I will do a watch review soon but obviously I'd say that these are sort of the top three brands that I've at least seen in the market between the Koros the Garmin and Apple and so I will definitely do an uh, I will definitely do a watch review soon but that is what I have to say on watches running app subscriptions I specifically don't have any I just have Strava I have the free version I am a you know I love Strava but I have yet to pay for it monthly so I'm still enjoying it wireless headphones this is definitely a good one because again another one where I've had a couple of different brands to try so you know that I for one I have always again this goes back to the Apple ecosystem thing but I do love my Apple AirPods I think they're they're the second generation and they're the pros And I do love them specifically for noise cancellation, like if I'm on a plane or on a train. I know that that's not safe to do when you're out and about. And so I don't really do that. Like if I'm running at night, I won't wear them. But I will say that it's quite good for like speed sessions. So if if I'm at the track and like, you know, I really need to like tune out and for some reason like something is really loud around me I find that the noise cancellation is great but at the same time I have been trying the Wavell Light Pro I believe they're called they are a Danish company and they are super cool and they are actually my sort of new go-to running headphones if I'm not like if I'm going on a run by myself because they sit in my ear and I think specifically with winter training as well um I've been meaning to do a video on this but I think that they're really great because they're an in-ear headphone that sits completely in your ear so that when you go and wear something like a head warmer around your ears it doesn't you're like your headphone isn't sticking out and I found that to be really annoying with either the AirPod Pros or the Shocks and so that is one of like the main reasons that I really am enjoying the Wavels, but also they have really good battery life and overall they're just really good as a running headphone to have as like a designated running headphone and I will be like sharing a little bit more on that soon. And then lastly, the elephant in the room, the shocks. Um, I love them. I really do. And I know that I made um, a bit of a controversial video, but I mean, for me, it was pretty sad that they died at mile 23 in Chicago Marathon. But 
I have since learned that it it has to do with like the sort of like amount of people that you're running around. So like at a big event that can have something to do with it as well as just like I wasn't meant to charge it for as long as I was charging it. So there was a lot of things that I learned from that. But something that I do love about them is that they just sit on your ears and they kind of hover because I have the open fits. I don't have the ones that wrap around your head, but I just think that the open fits are quite good because like I can wear them and like Gabriel could wear a pair, I could wear a pair and we can still have a conversation and still talk to each other while we're like on an easy run. Whereas like any other headphone, you can't really have a conversation with someone because like, I don't know, the best way that I can explain the shocks open fits is like it feels like you're in a music video and it's like background music basically and that that's just something that I really enjoy about them especially like if it's just a longer run and I'm running with someone it's just nice because then you can still carry a conversation but you still have music for like those quiet moments where you're not necessarily talking. All right, on to recovery tools. So foam rollers. I got my foam roller from Amazon. It is a bit of a more like I'd say like intense foam roller if that makes sense it just sort of digs into your muscles a bit more which I specifically appreciate I know that there are other ones that are a bit softer so if that's your preference maybe choose a different one but I'll have it linked in the storefront the specific one that I have and the massage guns I also got from Amazon also a great thing to have and something that my physio tells me to do more of and I need to um but yeah definitely not something that you have to go out and like spend a bunch of money on for like a Theragun like there's loads of good ones on Amazon. Compression sleeves. I have a, I have two at the moment. One pair I did get from Amazon. They were like 10 or 15 pounds. So I'll have that linked. The other pair are from Nike and they're actually the ones that Kipchoge wore. So like very different ends of the price scale because these were like 50 US dollars. But like I was desperate. I was in Chicago. I needed arm sleeves. I forgot my other ones. And they were really good on the day. I'm not going to lie. They were really good in terms of just like compression and like also like sort of keeping you warm at the beginning of a race and just like throughout a race. I mean, they both essentially did the same trick for me, but essentially it just depends on like, I'd say like the Nike ones are obviously going to be a little bit better of a quality. They are a little bit thicker. The ones that I have from Amazon are thinner and sort of just like are there to support you and but like not to say that they're not a bad material, I guess, but still great. And then lastly, kind of getting into nutrition. Obviously, this is a big category that a lot of people focus on. And I feel like I could do a whole episode about my journey on nutrition and just like trying out different gels, chews, all that sort of stuff. So I will say that when it comes to chews, I really enjoy the Velaforte chews or the Cliff chews. The Cliff chews were actually like the first chews or, or like nutrition that I ever tried when I was first married marathon training in 2020 but as of recently I've been really loving the Vela Forte shoes because they're like a little like Turkish delight um I really enjoy them I think that they're great um I also have a code for Vela Forte if you do want to order some you can use it it's in the show notes of the episode when it comes to energy gels I went from being like a really hardcore like being into the Gatorade goo brand to now switching to Morton and they are two very different like brands I think and like there are so many different types of gels and I think it really comes down to like what consistency you want and I think what's great about a lot of these brands is that if you look on their website they will have some sort of like a sample pack that you could gift to someone so like if you wanted someone to try if someone wanted to try a new brand like they typically will give you like a gift pack of like you know a gel a carb drink mix a chew a bar like and so you get to try like one of everything for like a pretty 
good price. But I'd say like I have tried High Five and SIS. Those definitely tend to lean more on like the more liquidy, like almost like a water-like. Like High Five is 100% like a water-like, like you're drinking something. SIS is sort of like a little bit more, it's still watery to me, but it's more going to be a, a gel consistency. The goos are like super gel consistency, like literally like caramel and like just very thick. And like I've had friends tell me that they literally choke on them. So could be a possible choke hazard. So don't 100% recommend it. But then when it comes to like essentially what Morton is, is a I think it's called a hydrogel, but essentially it has very few ingredients and it's like a jello consistency. But it's something that I definitely had to practice like taking in on my marathon training runs. And with any nutrition, you should be practicing that regardless. But I think because it's like got a different consistency, I had to practice like how I was essentially going to swallow it because like the difference is there's not really anything to chew, but it still feels like there's like a lot in your mouth. Um, That sounds so weird, but I'm trying to explain it and I feel like it's not really coming out, but definitely try it for yourself. And like, if you are going to train for the first time or you have a or if you have a friend who's training for their very first marathon, I think that there are some websites as well where you can like order like one gel of like different brands. I'll try and find the link to that website and put it in the description box. But someone at one of my run clubs recently told me about that. And I think that that's really great for anyone if they want to try something and just like, but also try like one of each thing from like different brands. In terms of bars, I am a huge fan of Velaforte bars. I think that they're great. I'm not like a huge protein person. I do want to, I'm practicing taking in more protein because I don't believe that I take in enough protein. And I've been like listening and hearing a lot more about like why runners should be taking in more protein. But when it comes to like just like a snack or having a bar with me, whether I'm like traveling somewhere, whether I'm having a day in the office, I will almost always pack a Villaforte bar. And they are made up of like completely natural ingredients and like if you're someone who really loves like natural food bars like things that are literally made up of like dates pecans and sea salt like that was the bar that I had before my triathlon and it was so good so I would highly recommend in terms of protein shakes I've also tried a couple of different brands so Velaforte do protein shakes I'm gonna be honest they're all right and I want to like them and I know of friends who have tried them and liked them so definitely try it for yourself I have specifically been having a protein brand or a protein powder from a company called New Zest. They're a new company that I'm working with. And again, I've got a like a referral discount link in the show notes of the episode as well, if you want to try that. But something that I love about them is they've got one, like a number of different in, like flavors of protein powders that I find to be really nice. I'm someone who typically leans towards like a chocolate protein powder. They also have a greens powder, which is not what it sounds like. This is like very different to like the greens powders that you see on TikTok. And I am not trying to like advocate for any of that. This is like a very different greens powder in the sense that like it gives you both protein and greens. And when it when we're talking greens, it's talking like around like multivitamin, like prebiotics, probiotics, like that sort of thing. I need to look at the ingredients, but I find them to be really nice and they're like pretty nice tasting, but it's not something that I'm ever just putting in water first thing in the morning like some of the people that you see online do. It's something that I always add as like a supplement to my protein shake. So, or like to my smoothie, I'll add like frozen berries and like, I don't know, water or milk, but then I'll add protein powder. And then I add this greens powder just for like the added nutritional benefits and like literally nothing more because I will never... I'm sorry, but I'm never going to advocate for you to like drink a green drink the first thing 
in the morning because you wanted to bloat yourself or whatever. Like I think that like it comes down to you know your body and like nutrition is a very personal thing. So like telling people that you can drink this one drink and just like everyone's gonna be able to like de-bloat themselves. Like I'm sorry, but like that's just I don't know. I'm that's all I'm gonna say on that because for me, like it took me years to get my metabolism to a place and I find that like I think a lot of runners will agree that like your metabolism when you really get into running is like incredible and like I would be lying if I said that I didn't enjoy the fact that I literally get woken up and like by like my stomach basically telling me that I need to go to the bathroom first thing and like I don't take anything specifically to help me do that or like to bloat me so that is all I'm going to say on that topic electrolyte tablets I have been a huge fan Gabriel and I always have been a huge fan of the high five electrolyte tablets you can literally get them on Amazon I would recommend you get them on Amazon because you can set them up as a subscription and they're a lot cheaper than like when you go to running stores I find and so and sometimes they're like half the price so I would highly recommend. Valaforte also do hydration drinks which I actually used throughout my triathlon and they're really really nice tasting as well. They're like mango passion fruit but I know that High Five do a number of different flavors and some of my favorite ones are like berry and tropical and grapefruit. Definitely go and check it out. I'll have it linked in my Amazon storefront. But that kind of wraps up this episode. I feel like I just like fired through that and I feel like I need to take a sip of water after this because that was a lot of information and this episode will probably have quite a lot of links in the show notes of the episode. But I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this helped you sort of like find and like kind of guide you in the right direction of what you want to gift either yourself or the runner in your life. And so I hope you enjoy this episode and definitely look forward to some exciting episodes on the podcast to finish off the year as well as in the new year. But otherwise, I hope that you are keeping well during this time of year and resting and letting yourself enjoy this time of year because personally to me, I love this time of year. I love this time of year to just relax, to switch your brain off and to let yourself enjoy and just not be too strict on like food or body or anything and just really take it in and so yeah that is going to wrap up this episode and i will see you in the next one all right everyone that's going to wrap up another episode of the resilient scene running podcast i really do hope that you enjoyed it as i said all of the links will be in the show notes of the episode i'm sure there are quite a lot but if you do ever want to get in contact with me you can send me an email or you can send me a dm on social media i will leave all of the links in the show notes of the episode but i will look forward to seeing you in the next episode bye